Hello, everyone. You are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. I am Jordan Hall, and as always, I am joined by the dynamic Joe Fordyce. And Joe, it is just about John Tortorella time. His training camp commences on Thursday, bright and early, and all eyes, of course, will be on John Tortorella and what he can do with this Flyers team coming off the 57-loss season last year. So we're going to look at two storylines apiece, the biggest storylines going into this camp, going into this season under John Tortorella. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. So, Joe, let's get right into it. What is one of your biggest storylines? Well, um, it's kind of the elephant in the room, and I'm going to choose to talk about it rather than and, – and that's injuries. I mean, yeah. we are definitely in the dark about Ryan Ellis, and we're somewhat in the dark, but I think we have a, a little bit of light shed on the Sean Couturier injury. And it seems like, I mean, the Flyers have to prepare to not have these – what other way can they enter camp and the season than to prepare to not have these guys for the bulk of the season? I mean, we haven't heard a word about Ryan Ellis. So to assume that he's going to be ready by two weeks into the season, a month into the season, any assumption like that is premature to me. And the Sean Couturier thing, the Flyers update wasn't much, but the reports out there, certainly make it seem like he's going to be out the bulk of the season, if not the full season. So I think the Flyers were already preparing to not have Ryan Ellis. I think the Tony D'Angelo move is a move to protect themselves against that. The Sean Couturier one, I don't think there's anything you can do to protect yourselves against that because entering this season, I think the Flyers were really counting on a healthy Couturier, first-line center, He's going to be there, and he's going to go back to being the guy that cure the cure that ails any other player. When a player struggles, put them with Couturier, and they start to turn things around. Now that's that guy's not there. Kevin Hayes likely would be the number one center, you would think. And now it's just that depth that we talked about takes a severe hit without Couturier there, um, and his presence on both sides, both ends of the ice, because. Last year when Couturier was injured, you still had Drew who played both ends of the ice. Now you don't have that. So really, what do you have? You have Kevin Hayes and, I mean, who's your second-line center? Is it Scott Lawton? To me, it's probably Scott Lawton now. And I know we did a number of podcasts breaking down the lineup, which are all out the window now. (laughs) And, you know, at least the ones about the forwards are out the window. Um, so, you know, to me, that's got to be Scott Lawton in that second spot. So to me, I'm, this is certainly an opportunity for Scott Lawton, who I feel like is a guy who has maybe never really been given the opportunities that he's earned. And now he's going to be given them. Unfortunately, it's not for the reasons that he or anyone else would like. 
the Couturier injury was really the worst possible case scenario. Like, not even close. It happens three days before the start of training camp. So you can't even react to it from a the front off the front office can't really react and adjust by perhaps maybe going out in free agency and signing someone or you know getting ahead and, and thinking well, what's life like without Sean Victoria I mean right now it's you know they got to start camp and really get a better read on his injury like what exactly is it it's believed to be to his back area again and he right now he's week to week but if you remember in December when he was initially diagnosed with this back injury, they put him on IR and they labeled him week to week. And right. then- Plus the NHL is so vague with injuries, more vague than any other sport. And, you know, that's that. So I, I almost throw that out the window. I mean, you know, week to week, it's. Yeah, it, it really means nothing when you say that, because it's it can be anywhere from he might play next week to him being out for the season. So it's really not a diagnosis. It's it's more of just like they have to put something out there. So they put that out there. Um, but sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you with your point, but the vagueness of the NHL injuries, I mean, it's all something we're all used to. Right. And I will say under Chuck Fletcher, the Flyers have been a little more forthright on what the injuries are. Now, like they do say, whether it's knee or whether it's, ankle um I think they went with upper body here because quite frankly I think they're getting second opinions and third opinions and they're trying to figure out whether it's you know a a re-injury of the same area in his back or maybe it's something around his back area I I really think they don't know exactly so they're trying to find out soon what it is but it's believed to be to his back it's you know that's what was that was that's what he had surgery on in February um but yeah, my point being that in December, he was week to week with an upper body injury. He ended up getting seasoning surgery in February. So that tells you it's pretty serious, even if it sounds like week to week isn't. Uh, they need to figure out what it is. But, I mean, just worst case scenario. And the, a theme over the offseason was, okay, they didn't have a real big offseason. Um, they didn't make major splashes. They didn't go after Johnny Gaudreau. But, hey – at least they will have Sean Couturier back and Kevin Hayes back. And at least they'll be better up front at that crucial position of center. Well, right now, Sean Couturier is not going to be ready. And Ryan Ellis, the guy that everyone thought was the biggest absence by far last year, playing only four games, is not going to be ready. This team last year lost 57 games. And you still don't have these two crucial, crucial players in Couturier and Ellis. And I couldn't help but think, like, wow, where is this team going to go this year without these two players? And the injuries are complex. They're not broken bones that are just going to heal, and you can put a firm time frame on them. So to me, yeah, it's very troubling, Joe, to see to see these injuries still prevalent within the Flyers uh, coming off the year that they did. And the best thing I think you have going for you is John Tortorella, who's a coach that's going to you know, eat up challenges. He loves challenges, and he, he's got one here without a doubt. Yeah, and also, you know, John Tortorella doesn't generally let his teams sort of go into the tank. Um, If you look at his history, he's not interested in coaching the worst team in the league or one of the worst teams in the league. This is going to be a challenge um, because the rosters he had in Columbus – not, nothing jumped off the page, but they were 
a roster of NHL players. I'm quite certain a lot of the, some of this roster is going to be players that are not ready to play in the NHL yet. Sure. And they're going to be forced to play and how they respond both to the opportunity and to this coach are, are going to be one of the main storylines of the season. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the other concerning thing I was thinking about this Sean Couturier thing is, you know, that contract he has is new. It's a new contract mm -hmm. and he's sustained two back injuries since the contract was signed. Mm -hmm. And if you talk to any former athlete, current athlete, regular person, Back injuries don't generally just get better. That's not really what happens. Um, the back is a tricky thing. And a lot of times you hear people come out and talk against surgeries to the back. And I'm not saying against – I don't know what the surgery he has to have is or the one that he had. But I'm just talking about when you talk to regular people, a lot of times you're advised against back surgeries because they're not 100% successful. And um, – that's concerning for athletes or just your everyday person. Yeah. So the back is not an area of the body where it's like that just bounces back. It's not really something like that. And generally, if you have back problems, they don't seem to go away. Um, now, of course, these are the tip-top shape best athletes in the world and um, best doctors in the world. So – I'm not saying it can't happen, but what I am saying is it's definitely concerning. Yep, absolutely. Both injuries, uh, the, the Couturier injury with the back and Ryan Ellis with that multi-layer problem in his pelvic region that's just wreaked havoc on his body and his ability to play for the Flyers, uh, both very concerning. And, and Joe, John Torrell is a good segue into my, my first big storyline is that how does he mesh with his players? how many guys are going to buy in right away? Will he clash with guys? Uh, it'll be very interesting to see how much he can push certain players and, and, and can he find the right balance of knowing when to, to let off the break a little bit. I'll be intrigued to see it all. Uh, how, how does he work with guys like Ivan Provrov, guys like James Van Riemsdyk, some of the veterans that have been here that are probably pretty ticked off by losing, some of the younger players that are more of the highly touted guys uh, that are a little younger and haven't really dealt with NHL head coaches yet. Uh, he's going to have to find that right balance, Joe. And I think we've, we, we're pretty excited for it, Joe, because we've heard guys like uh, Scott Hartnell, who you work with closely, talk about his experiences with John Tortorella. So are you pretty excited to see what he's going to do uh, with the makeup of this roster? Yeah, I am. And I'm interested to see how a guy like Cam Atkinson can be the bridge from Tortorella to some of the younger players and now even more of the younger players that are going to be playing big roles on this team because Cam played for John Tortorella as a young player. Uh, we've heard Scott Hartnell tell us on this podcast that he wishes he had John Tortorella when he was a younger player rather than a veteran. Cam had him as a younger player. So what is Cam going to tell the younger players about the frustrations and the trials and tribulations that come along with playing with John Tortorella as a young player. And I'm interested to see that for sure um, because Cam has said nothing but good things and Cam and Tortorella had their moments in Columbus. So definitely interested to see how that plays out. Um, and just will this team be able to take some people by surprise? Because 
we can sit here and say they're going to be X, Y, and Z. But you know the players in that room are not going to show up and just go, yeah, we're going to be awful, so let's just be awful. And, you know, that's not really the mindset of pro athletes. It's not the mindset of NHL players. So it'll be interesting to see how they fight against that and use it as motivation. Yeah, I think the Flyers have a couple things going for them. Is one, I, I do think a lot of the players, the majority of the roster and the people in that dressing room – are bothered by what happened last year and the year before that. And I also think they've been preparing for John Tortorella. I think this offseason and this summer, they probably took very seriously in terms of conditioning and being ready to go, being ready to be pushed by this head coach who has a track record of putting on very grueling camps and is known to push athletes to another level through sometimes conflict and confrontation. So I do think they're going to have sort of an us against the world mentality. And sometimes that brings out the best in people. John Tortorella certainly fuels on that type of stuff. So yeah, I, you know, maybe people just completely doubting them and not even giving them a chance could get, can get more out of the, out of this roster and out of the players here. Uh, I think that is something that the Flyers have working for them. Yeah, for sure. And you know, John Tortorella is going to be reminding these guys Every day, the people don't believe in them. This person said this. That person said that. Another person wrote this. And it, it's going to be used as bulletin board material yep. um, to motivate this team, in addition to some of Tortorella's own motivational tactics. So there's going to be a lot of using negative energy to create positive things, I think, are surrounding this team. And um, – Let's be honest, there's a lot of negative energy to choose from. There's a lot of negative themes and storylines and narratives around this team as they enter training camp. There's just no way around it. Flyers Talk is brought to you by Great Railing. Stop into Great Railing for the highest quality and lowest prices on all your railing, decking, and fencing needs. So, Joe, we've discussed John Tortorella and his style. We've discussed injuries, which, of course, Always seem to be a topic in Flyers land. What is your second biggest storyline going into camp? My second biggest storyline is I, I want to see something that the fans of this team can get behind. And what is that going to be? Something has to emerge that the fans get behind and say, either this is our guy, this is our thing, this is our coach. And it's something that people get behind the building blocks that – the Flyers hope John Tortorella installs within this team um, because I don't think anybody has any delusions that this is going to be a, a juggernaut, this team. And will people be able to kind of persevere and get behind the plan this team has going forward specifically beyond this year? So that is my story. My second storyline is what can the fans get behind um, with this team? Uh, the, a new direction, a new sort of narrative, a new motto that the fans are going to buy into. Uh, and I, I really think it's on the coach to come up with that, whatever that thing might be. Um, yeah. Of course, it's up to the players as well. Yeah. And, and also, you know, is it going to be some of these young players? Who takes the next step? Who jumps out at you? Who jumps off the – ice and at you and you say that's going to be one of our the cornerstones of us going forward um particularly in the absence of one of the cornerstones that they 
thought was going to be there for this season, meaning Sean Couturier. And of course, I'm not saying he's out for the season, but you know, there's quite a lot of rumblings about him not being there, certainly for the majority of the season. So, you know, what, what can people get behind? I think that's a big storyline. How many times, Joe, have we said this Flyers team doesn't have an identity? And how many times have we said this group needs to win over the fan base? Like, they probably have lost a good majority of the fan base. It's just it's just plain, simple, and fair uh, with the season that they had last year. So I think they have some new faces, and they have a new coach. And absolutely, I think identity and what can be something fans can grab onto and say, hey, we do like this. We do think this is positive going forward. Let's see where it goes because it's it's tough. I've had people ask me what's the biggest draw with this Flyers team. What's the reason to maybe come and see this team or watch this team? And it is kind of tough to to find exactly what it is. For me, it's probably John Tortorella and it's probably Carter Hart, uh, a young guy, 24 years old, at the most important position in the game where the sky's the limit for. And you have a guy, a head coach behind the bench who's entertaining day in and day out. And he's got a track record of to of making life easier on the goalie and turning around teams uh, rather quickly. So to me, those are probably the biggest draws. But they needed they need to form an identity, and they got to do it quickly. And he's got to get, you know, Tortorella's got a reputation for getting more out of a roster. We've mm-hmm. talked about this a lot, and now with Couturier not there, he really has a challenge to get more out of the roster because. There's not a whole lot here that jumps off the page at you. Um, and, I mean, first-line centers, second-line centers, this is nothing to sneeze at. I mean, these are the – if you are to name the two, three most important positions on the team, first-line center is definitely one of them. And this team – I'm not saying Kevin Hayes isn't capable of it, but Kevin Hayes wasn't slated as the, num- the number one center, and now he is. So it affects – you know, the lineup on the way down. Um, and that's really, you know, that's all part of that. What what are, what are people going to get behind? Um, and and creating a new narrative around this team. That's, that's really um, a big, big storyline to me because same old, same old is going to be same old, same old. And, you know, that just breeds more of the same. And, you know, nobody wants more of the same. It has to be a major objective is building that identity. And for me, Joe, my, my second biggest storyline, and perhaps it's something that can help build the identity, is which young players are going to answer the bell. Because to me, the Flyers are screaming for opportunity. Like this is a beautiful place right now for opportunity for young players because you have a new coach, you have two new assistant coaches. So right there, clean slate, go win over a new coach. No one has a track record with these coaches yet. So perfect for young players. And then it's an, it's an opportunity because the Flyers didn't go out in the offseason and they didn't add a ton in terms of a big name forward. They got one defenseman to fill the hole, Ryan Ellis, and they got a fourth-line forward in Nick Delorier. But they didn't go out and they didn't really block any young kids. So they are pleading, pleading for young players to come up and answer the bell. So to me – opportunity is ripe. It's right there for some of these young players and you need someone to take the bull by the horns uh, and and win jobs. And we've seen some players do that in the past. We saw in 2020, 21, the shortened year, Joel Farabee really blossomed. He became the team's leading goal scorer. And right there, that was opportunity. uh, And and he took it. 
Um, you've seen Carter Hart do that during you know the season in which they fired Dave Hackstall and they had a lot of turmoil. They fired Ron Hextall. Carter Hart came up and he and he kind of showed people that he could be a franchise goalie. So to me, young players need to really win win over some people. And I think the opportunity is there for them. And that'll be a big thing I'm going to look is which guys kind of rise to the occasion and which maybe don't, uh, because you're going to have a lot of opportunity for, for young players. Yeah. It, you know, what's interesting. We talked about just about injuries as the number one storyline. I completely even forgot to mention Joel Farabee. Yeah. So, I mean, you're really, it's a major storyline. I mean, you're talking about first line center, potential first line, probable first line winger, possibly your best goal scorer in Joel Farabee. Yeah. I mean, just, there's no way to sugarcoat what this team is missing going into the season. And that's coming off a season where there was one of the worst in franchise history. Um, You did mention something there that I think will be another key storyline is Tony D'Angelo. This is a hometown kid coming home to play for the team that he grew up rooting for. He seems very excited about it. Could a guy who, has had some turmoil in his past, some controversy, come to his hometown team and possibly even emerge as a leader. The opportunity's there. Will he take it? Um, we've seen this kid do some dynamic things on the ice, but can he do? Can he go beyond that and become one of the guys that makes up the identity of this team? Um, that's really what we we everybody would want to see it, and it would be a great sort of redemption story given some of the things that have happened in the past um, and some of the doubts that surround this guy, if he were to come here to his hometown team and emerge as one of the go-to guys, the leaders, the guys that maybe change some of the narratives surrounding this team. He seems to really be soaking up this opportunity to play for his hometown team. And to me, that's, that's an early victory in the sense that coming off the season, which the Flyers did and with the new head coach that's known to be tough on players you question whether some people want to come here and play and whether they want to be a part of the Flyers, a team that's going through a transitional phase. Some people would argue they're rebuilding, but Tony D'Angelo wants to be here. He really wants to be here because of the history and, and uh, knowing the history growing up being a Flyers fan. So to me, it's an early victory that you have a guy that's going to go in there and take a lot of pride in being a Flyer, but it will be very interesting to see how he works with Ivan Provrov on that top pair. If that's the pair that the Flyers roll with, to start the season and yeah, how he meshes with fans. Can he keep his character in check? Uh, things that people have doubted with him in the past for good reason. Uh, but yeah, how he meshes here and, and works here in year one of this two year deal he has very interesting to see Joe. Absolutely. Um, and again, he is the, to me, a safeguard against Ryan Ellis. Um, considering that we have no update on Ryan Ellis. Yeah. You know, it's it's a, another huge opportunity. I think opportunity is the key word of this whole flyer season. It's an opportunity for so many different players on so many different levels to make a name for themselves and to really emerge as guys that are going to change the narrative and sort of be the building blocks for this team going forward. Absolutely, because there's a ton of outside doubt. There's just from national media outlets to fans. And, um, and I sh- we should say it's not unwarranted. The outside doubt is not unwarranted. Right. Um, bad season, a lot of injuries. The 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 health that they counted on coming back 
really starting to take a hit with Farabee and Couturier. Uh, and, of course, Ryan Ellis being kind of in the dark about that. You know, it's warranted negative outside attention. It really is. And it's up to the guys in the, on this team, in that dressing room, with this coach to change all that. It absolutely is. It's, it's, it's 100% warranted. I, I would fully justify um, – I think it fully justifies a fan saying, I need to be one back. I need to be shown something before I, you know, invest or commit or want to be around the Flyers and say, you know, I, I, I'm a fan. Like, I, I think they really need to win fans back. People are not excited um, for, for good reason. And, and that's just being fair and honest about the situation. A lot of that's unfortunate bounces for the Flyers, like injuries sometimes. Like, what can you do? <laughs> it's just luck of the draw type of thing. Um, but the players can definitely control their effort and John Tortorella can definitely control what he can control. And that's getting this team to play the right way, giving it direction and trying to push it forward and, and see where they can take strides. And I think that will be a lot of what this season is about is taking strides and starting to find an identity with the Flyers again. Well, Joe, we'll have plenty to cover without a doubt. It's going to be fun. It's going to be entertaining for us and we'll have it all covered here, right? on Flyers Talk Podcast. But thank you so much as always. Great seeing you and great chatting with you and look forward to all your coverage coming up here and getting ready for pre and post game live. It's going to be fun. A big thank you to Ben Barry, our podcast producer and guru for always being flexible with our time. And Flyers fans, as always, thank you so much for listening to the latest Flyers Talk Podcast presented by Great Railing. Wherever you get your podcast, please rate and listen. And we can't wait to talk to you next time. around you can find cars like these on auto trader new cars used cars electric cars maybe even flying cars okay no flying cars but as soon as they get invented they'll be on auto trader just you wait auto trader